comics, movies, music, video games, technology, Blu-ray, television. This is the HHW LOD Podcast Network. The world we know is gone. No internet, no GPS, no text messages, no podcasts. In a world ruled by the dead, we are finally forced to start living. I don't want another You are listening to the Walking Dead TV podcast. This is episode number 160. I am Craig DeManda, and I'm joined tonight by Aaron Newworth. What's going on, sir? I call dibs. Let's do this. You call <laughs> dibs is dibs. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> we will be joined in a short while by Mr. Jim Dietz. So let not your heart be troubled. But in the meantime, we're going to be discussing Walking Dead's episode uh, 14 of season six, which is entitled Twice as Far, directed by Ulrich Riley and written by Matthew Negrete. So before we get into this, what are your thoughts on this episode? I you know, I, I really like the um the two main character arcs that we get to study. We go through Eugene and Dr. Denise and uh, R.I.P. Sorry, Jerry. And um, <laughs> Spoiler alert. I, uh, I, I liked seeing that material and the characters around them. I have some issues with the end, which we'll get to, involving a different character whose focus did not seem to be in this episode, yet strangely we're supposed to really care about what things that happen. And I... <laughs> so, so Various elements here and there were kind of like, really, this is a choice you're making? But for the most part, I really I liked this episode a lot. It did feel long, though. Did you notice it felt kind of long? Like it felt like mainly because it kind of it had like a big gunfight that was that was like still two commercials breaks away from like the end of the episode. Maybe that was it, but it it did feel long, and especially compared to last week's episode, which should have felt long. Like that was just really them in a room with a few guest actors, and it, that to me didn't feel long. And this week's episode did feel kind of stretched out. You know why? Again. They're on the train tracks walking again. Yeah, they're yeah, there in, you a, go. in a pharmacy looking for medicines and drugs again. I mean, we've seen all of this before, so I guess maybe that's why it felt longer. Yeah, and it was because I was thinking, it's like, it seems like there's a lot that's happening in this episode. How long has it been? It's only been 45 minutes. All right. Like, okay. <laughs> still, still another 15 minutes left of this episode? Okay. Well, but yeah, I mean, you I, I got did, a little bonus time. Yeah, yeah, I guess so. I do like it. I do. I did like the episode, and obviously it has some events that happen that are pretty, you know, momentous, I guess, or whatnot, but, uh, yeah, we'll, we'll get into it. Yeah, absolutely. I, I, I'm with you too. I thought it was interesting. I mean, it was a it was a good episode. I, I wouldn't say it was great. Again, it's kind of along the lines of these filler type of uh, situations we've had recently, where they're just building up to the end of the season. We can definitely feel that happening. Um, I, I, I mean, it was it was pretty good though. I, I do like learning more about Denise, and it, it's sad to see her go. Again, spoiler alert, but. I thought her character definitely had some more legs, had some more life in the series. She's a phenomenal actress, uh, Merritt Weaver. I'm really, I, I enjoyed her work. Uh, I'm glad to see a little bit of Rosita, though. I mean, even though we didn't get some of her backstory like we've kind of been wishing for, at least I have been, she got a little bit more fleshed out just in the few moments that she got on this this week's show. I did enjoy that part, at least. 
Yeah, there's, I mean, obviously, yeah, again, there's some sort of peripheral characters around the main two that I enjoyed seeing more of, especially given there's kind of a lack of things that we need them to do at this point, because some of the things that they're involved with don't exist anymore, such as relationships or certain characters, so... Yeah, no, you're right. And the one thing I didn't make a note of, though, and we'll get into this as we get into it, but the Abraham and Eugene scenes, mm-hmm. I could watch an hour of just that. If, if if we just have an episode with just those two, maybe even several episodes with just those two, I'd be perfectly okay with that. The way they had that banter with each other, I, I was, I loved it. Yeah, it's great. It's uh, it, you know, it's neat because Rosita, Eugene, and Abraham—they're all introduced at the same time, and there are scenes where they're interacting again, and it's like. I can you, you really feel that bond, even though they're yeah. not the most developed of characters, but you kind of get that they they used to be a unit, and so when yes. you get them together, they really work well. And I agree with you. I'd completely watch like Celebrity Password, where they're just trading off metaphors with, with like the contestants because <laughs> they're amazing at delivering these lines to each other, where they're both speaking in like weird tongues. It's like Texas. It's like a Texas tongue is what they're talking. It clearly, in. Yeah, it's, like it's, it's a South a southern type thing that they're it's like a southern it's a border state because you hear like they they, they go into spanish then back into english it's 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 funny how they do it they have this weird way of speaking to each other it's great where, love it where it's like it's like both direct but also like not at the same time it's very <laughs> it, it, it's the, like i was making the face that glenn was making when abraham asked him about the uh, the pancakes or whatever like <laughs> a few weeks ago <laughs> the bisquick, the bisquick yeah. yeah pouring the bisquick yeah. exactly yeah so let's just jump right into it. Uh, you know, the cold open was interesting. They used like this funky camera blur. Did you catch that? Uh, yeah. In the yeah. cold open, yeah. It was a neat and it was. A... I guess they did that to show the passage of time. It was pretty on the nose. I mean, you see a routine of people: Olivia checking the food supplies in the pantry, and Father Gabe walking around on patrol with a gun. Eugene has his gun at the gate. Morgan doing his his morning aikido moves, and Carol was smoking on the porch swing and Morgan we see another cut where he's finishing the jail cell um and then we see Rick pop his head in there and he just says why (laughs) and that's it so it's not so it's stuff things what and why yeah and and coral of course and coral of course coral uh, no coral check-in for a while now, by the way. Um, That's you know you're right. We haven't seen it. Well, yeah, yeah. it's it's it. Uh, but I, I did enjoy the opening quite a bit. I like the montage yeah. use. Um, I it was neat seeing those recognizable elements, and I did like the the show did try to bookend it by the end too, which I appreciated. Mm-hmm. So I mean, it's a fun it's fun when they when the Walking Dead does these kind of running themes where they're it's it's it doesn't matter if it's obvious or not. It's just kind of like I I like the kind of style used, which it it's done. It's done this kind of thing before, not exactly this, but it's it's familiar with this kind of uh, this kind of editing process. So they dabble in different styles, and I, I applaud them for at least being thinking that way. You know, they they they'll try this little camera blur thing. I mean, we've seen in the past where it'll say then and now, and you know, mm-hmm. they do this little time jump stuff, and it's cool. I mean, we, the, the general audience can understand it. I, I found it very understandable. Yeah, and, the, uh, the show's found a visual style that it can stick with, and some cinematic tricks that it plays around with using on occasion and they work generally it, yeah i agree with you so when rick asks why uh, morgan answers uh, it'll give you some choices next time that was his his response to that about building the jail cell i just look like a pretty proper jail cell to yeah me, i was pretty well done i was impressed by how how solid the um the bricklaying work was as as yeah like putting everything together uh that said yeah. I, I like that rick just needs to get himself into an episode it's like i'm gonna pop my head in right here wasn't scripted i just did it and why wow. <laughs> and then and then i assume he just walked up and like shot somebody in the face probably a walker just to like get one of those in in case they needed a deleted scene or something <laughs> it's probably in the, in the, in the deleted scenes yeah, you're right exactly so again we see the passage of time um we see also a shot where tobin kisses carol goodbye so apparently they're living together now. That that swing that she's on, smoking, chain smoking on, 
that's apparently Tobin's house, I suppose. And well, I guess they're they're yeah. they're shacking up. Shacking up. I don't know about living together. Maybe just like you know, they're they're more cozy with each other at least. Okay. At the very least. Yeah. Yeah. They're 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 cozy. Tobin, and she's holding. Does Tobin have a family? I forget. Does he have kids? I, I guess not. I mean, he, maybe he, he doesn't. I don't think he does. Um, if he does, it'd be pretty odd if she's now part of it. <laughs> I mean, because yeah, I'm wondering how did that conversation go? <laughs> like, I don't think he has any kids. Yeah. And as far as his what? No, I think he's just been by himself. Okay. Yeah, I think he's been. So yeah, she's 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 there. We see her holding the rosary, uh, and then we we see a really interesting scene with Rosita getting dressed and in the morning, and you see herself looking in the mirror, and she has this really kind of disgusted face look on her face. Mm-hmm. And then we see we cut to the bed. I think it's more of a which I think which uh, Denise points out later. She's just kind of lost. I can see the Mm. the loss in her face more than I don't don't think she's ashamed of her action. I think she's just more of like a. It's kind of a a release, if you will. Like she just needed to do something because she just has she's adrift right now. This Alexandria without. I wonder if she's one of those people that just needs to be with somebody at all times. She doesn't feel complete, maybe. And and, uh, I think who knows. I think that's the idea. That's what I think. That's what Denise was getting to towards the end. I think she she recognizes that Rosita. Which I mean, it's not an irregular thing for this kind of world where being with people is all you can do to survive. At this point, I think that's. The idea of being dumped in a world where the world has already dumped you, essentially, I think that's it puts her in a, a precarious position where she wants to fill the the void. And her void is being filled by Spencer for hire. Yeah, I call, uh, I he, call him useless. That's what I call him. Useless. Okay, useless Spencer for hire. He's in the bed sleeping, sleeping, and we see that they 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 spent the night together. So that was the that was the reveal at that point. And uh, yeah, so uh, we cut, cut to another scene. Daryl is going over his newly reclaimed bike. He got back and he. Finds another those little wooden carvings from Dwight, that from the woods in there. So we knew that Dwight definitely put that in there, and he threw it away. Carol approaches there; they share a cigarette together, and Carol's still having this moral dilemma. She says, "You know, she was that that Daryl was right to save those people in those in that burnt out forest, meeting Dwight and the gang, and uh, you know who later betrayed Daryl and stole his bike." And Daryl says, "No, I actually regret leaving them alive," and um, and then Carol walks away. Yeah, they really. That's pretty much it. They, they do enough to signal the return of certain characters this episode. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, they, they, and they, you know, they could have planted that now and then had Dwight come back another episode or two from now. So it was good that it all paid off in the same episode. I did, I did like that. I guess I, I, it's I, yes, I could say yes. It, it works for for this. It's more of the Carol stuff that we'll get to that's bothersome to me, but we'll get there. The moral dilemma. Yeah, yeah, I know. So we see Eugene and Abraham walking out of town after the credits roll in the beginning of the of the, uh, the episode. They're walking out of Alexandria, going somewhere. Denise uh, has a map in her hand, and she's obviously planning to do something. And she grabs um, she grabs together Rosita and Daryl, and says, "Look, I got a mission here. There's this place we passed. It's it's an apothecary. It's basically a pharmacy. They probably still have drugs in there. It's worth going. I want to go with you guys." So she insists on going with the two of them, even though they wanted to go by themselves. Yeah, it uh, it sets up. I mean, I'm watching this episode. I'm like, where is this? I saw the montage. I'm like, where is this going? And it's like, okay, Doctor Nice has a mission to go on. All right, I, I, I like the, <laughs> I like the, I like Rosita's kind of her attitude about the whole thing. It's like, this sounds stupid. Like we should. Like this is this is not a. Good she goes. Idea. I'm not babysitting you. Yeah. She's like, this, this is no good. I mean, she'll go, but not with not with Denise. Mm-hmm. Denise isn't ready. I guess is what they were thinking. And and the second this happened, I was like, where is Tara? Oh yeah, that's right. She's super pregnant. They're not writing her into this episode. <laughs> that's that's. Yeah it. yeah. T- Tara's still off with Heath somewhere in you know in the, in the woods right yeah. on a mission. Mm-hmm. 
Which yeah. I think is I see... think it's a bit detrimental by the end of this episode when there's certain characters that are not around, but we'll we'll, t- we'll get there. <laughs> yeah, you know that's actually a good point. Uh, I wonder if yeah that yeah. Especially because it's <laughs> yeah, only it's two people that are watching this happen. Like it's like all right, I, I admire developing a character. It'd be nice for everyone else to kind of see her off, but whatever. I like the relationship actually between Tara and Denise. I just thought it was I did very too. And so, cool, and, very real. It seemed very organic. I liked and it. And we got no closure, or and not even like a, I mean, I I can only hope that Alana Masterson will return before the end of the season to have some kind of response to you know this loss. But we'll see. Well, so either the response will be she goes berserk and starts killing people, or she just sulks for a few episodes. Right? I mean, that, that's going to be the yeah. Pick your choice. That's going to be your response. Or, or, but, the, um, or the writers get something clever going. I, I don't know. Oh, they could. They could. This is a great season so far. You never know. We also see a quick little scene where Spencer and, uh, confronts Rosita about showing her his beef jerky stroganoff. So he wants to cook for her, essentially. And and she's like, fine, okay, we'll have dinner, whatever. You know, she just yeah. <laughs> seems like she doesn't want a relationship. She just, he, he wants more. Can't say I blame him. Cut to I mean, she, does, she does agree, though. She, it, it didn't feel too begrudging. She, she kind of like... She's like, fine dinner. Okay. <laughs> you want to get to know me? You want to get close to me? All right. Fine. Okay. You know, that's, that's what it felt like. Mm-hmm. We cut to Daryl driving... or Showing us how not to drive a stick shift truck. Okay? Don't... There's a thing called the clutch, and he wasn't using it, and he's just kind of grinding the gears. I was like, what? what is he doing? I'm like, sitting there. It's like, <laughs> he's I, I, destroying that truck. I, drive, yeah. I used to drive an old 70s BMW. It's like, I know, what a, okay. I know what a clutch feels like. And it's like... It's like, you just seem like you're being stubborn at this point, because now you're just grinding the gears to get... Like, what's happening? You're just, like, he, being a dick. You can't find it. you got to grind it, man. And that's it. He was, that's what he... That, he was being a real, that's what he's he, doing. He was being a real truck dick. Yes, he was. He was he was being abusive to that old that old pickup truck, yeah. and uh, it was a cute scene though. And Denise starts mentioning about her big brother, and I, I think that's what the seeds they were planting a couple episodes ago. That Daryl re- reminds Denise of her dead brother, of her big brother, and now we're starting to see that pay off. I think that that's the relationship that they were hinting at. I guess, but still, <laughs> the truck suffered in the yeah, process. Yeah, the, tr- <laughs> the truck's a goner, <laughs> the tranny anyway. Uh. There's a kind of a down tree in the middle of the wood that the truck has to stop, and then uh, Rosita takes care of it. Daryl refuses to walk on the train tracks, which Denise insists is the fastest way to get to this place. He goes, "I'm not walking on no damn tracks." <laughs> that was pretty good. Like, yeah, I was thinking of Terminus. He's he's done with train tracks, right? He's not doing that anymore. I was kind of curious, actually. Is like, is it easier to track somebody based off the railroad tracks or based off the open road? I, I'd imagine they probably weren't walking on the road as opposed to like the side of the road, but still. Like the yeah, I, like, I, I guess I, I was thinking because of terminus. Thought, I think that, I thought yeah. I, I you know I, I figure yes, I can understand like a, a history of tracks that you don't necessarily like, but at the same time, as a person yeah. that knows how to track stuff, it doesn't seem like you'd disturb much world if you use the railroad tracks as opposed to actual land. You could play a game of hopscotch, just just land on the, on the ties, the railroad ties, and don't hit any dirt. And, Even then, just yeah, kind you, of you wide, wide steps on each, you know, wooden panel. I mean, that yeah, it's I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, it was interesting though. I mean, it was pretty cool how they just did that, and, and you know, so Rosita walks by herself um, down the track. She didn't want to be bothered with the long way, which, and, uh, and which it, I'm <laughs> sure all of us thought, okay, this is going to go somewhere, and it didn't, which was kind of a relief. Yeah, I felt that way. I'm like, is this going to be a Rosita episode? Is this going to be... Yeah, because we see that little snippet of her in the beginning, but it was a relief. She, she was cool. Uh, we see, after commercial, Eugene and Abraham walking down an alley somewhere. So they're in some town nearby to Alexandria, and Abraham's commenting on Eugene's appearance change because we notice that the mullet has now transformed into a ponytail. 
Yeah. Uh, I, yeah. I, I remember you, momentous. you guys mentioned something like this, and I wasn't sure what you were talking about because I hadn't actually seen an image. And then I was like, oh, all right. They did a little, uh, a little something. <laughs> Russ claimed, and it looked that way from last week's preview, that the mullet was gone. But in, 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 I thought maybe it was pulled back. Either way, it was pulled back into a ponytail. It's not gone. The mullet is not history. It's just, it's just pulled back. So his, his power is still there. It's just getting too long. It's getting too, the, part, the party keeps going. The party keeps going. The business is still in the front, but the party's just not shutting down in the back. You're right. Uh, Eugene, and Chains, Eugene insists to Abraham he's changing. He's a survivor. You know, he, he, he's going through different stages of evolution, and, and, and he has this, this long-winded explanation about that, and uh, Abraham doesn't quite buy it. But either way, it's a, it's a cute scene between the two of them. Rosita's group then arrives at the drugstore, and at the same time that they're picking the lock of the drugstore, Eugene and Abraham are picking the lock to the other place, so they're kind of cutting back and forth between the two scenes. We go back to Eugene again. He declares that he can manufacture bullets in this machine shop that he's led Abraham to. Yeah, it, this is, um, I think, do we go with the rule that if it's if we see it in the comics and they kind of line up, we can kind of talk about it? I think, I, I, I've never observed that rule, so go right ahead, please. Okay, uh, yeah, I mean, anyone that knows the comics, I mean, not, not everything lines up, but this was something that I kind of suspected was happening of Eugene and Abraham, of all people, being out together, and they're going to some kind of, they're, they're going to some undisclosed location. I know what Eugene, wa- I know what his initial, is and his next plans are, so seeing this happen, it's like, oh, cool, okay, we're getting to this portion now. Uh, I'll, I'll be curious at how it pays off, if it if it's any similar to what the comic does. But yeah, this is a neat kind of development for the two of them. And obviously just seeing them together, that's a lot of fun. So Again, I, after seeing these scenes, I'm like, I can watch a whole episode of this. I can just see just these two bantering the whole time would be perfect. It just, it's, just, it's great. Eugene uh, is explaining his plans, and a walker appears from behind one of the machines, and Eugene calls Dibs. And Dibs is Dibs. Yeah. All right, he calls Dibs on that walker. He makes a good point. I mean, it's a hard argument to go against, that's for sure. Dibs is dibs. You you can't. How do you how do you come back from that? You can't. It, it is a profound statement. All right. So he takes his machete, which he's been newly trained on how to use the machete, especially, especially a, for Abraham, a man of honor. <laughs> so. Yes, a man. <laughs> he's, yeah. he, he recognizes. He has to observe dibs. that. Dibs really. Even, even with Eugene, he has to observe that. Right. Yeah. So uh, Eugene takes his machete and he takes a whack at this Walker's head, but it happens to be that there's like this molten metal casing over the, um, has solidified over this Walker's head. He's like a, basically a metal head. And the, 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 uh, the machete gets bounced off. He has trouble struggling with it. Finally, uh, Abraham has to step in and, and take it out with a piece of rebar. Yeah, I, I had a different audio track, I think, than others, because when Eugene first hit the metal um on the Walker's head, it went boy, yo, 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 and, and uh, <laughs> like, oh, that, was an, that was an odd Foley choice, and nobody was tweeting about it afterwards. So I guess. That was from the Warner Brothers Foley tracks. Exactly. Yeah, they just went back and got those. Yeah, right? yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Uh, UG had some cool quotes too. He, I even wrote this one down. He goes, uh, uh, "I'm sorry, Abraham did." He goes, "You'd have better luck picking up the turd from the clean end." Yeah. Okay. <laughs> just, how, how do you come back from that? You can't. Uh, and, uh, and the we, so, we skipped over the the. Um, the the I'm a survivor conversation that they had earlier, but there's just yes, all this kind of right. talk, and yeah, I, I, it's I'm glad Eugene is trying to be proactive, but at the same time he's being a real jerk about the whole like how do I how do I how do I get credit for this Walker kill if you're taking it from me? He's like, dude, the guy just saved your life because you're doing useless over here. <laughs> like, oh yeah, boy. yeah, and he even tries to and Abraham even tries to say, look, this is my department. You have your department. I've got my department. You know, <laughs> I, I, now with that, I think Abraham could have. 
obviously these guys are both stubborn to a point, and even even Eugene yeah. later recognizes that he's not as strong, but he's still like he's still kind of trying to take the confident way out of like saying like look how great I did. I feel I found an opportune moment and I used it. Like, but um, the <laughs> even though I got caught and here we are, but um. Abraham's response to him, it's like, okay, you don't have to say he's like, he can't do this thing. You can, you gotta like let him down gentle. This guy, he's so soft. Like he needs to, he needs to hear it like a little easier. But yeah, you, he needs a little positive re- re- reassurance it, and he wasn't getting that and, from yeah. Abraham. And so no. then it escalates and then it's, you know, you've outlived your usefulness to me. That's a horrible thing to say to somebody. Especially on their history. Yeah. I mean, you know, Abraham's whole existence was based around protecting Eugene on, on the basis of a lie. Yeah. People died, and mm-hmm. I mean, we heard about people dying in their previous group to save Eugene. Eugene, had, he can't say anything to Abraham. He really, he shouldn't have anyway. Yeah. But I guess it hits him growing up too. Now, with all with all that said, while I think the Denise stuff, there's things that make her actions understandable. I still think it is sillier than what Eugene's pulling. Like I can see two guys doing this, butting heads and getting into a verbal argument that results in this. That that makes sense to me. Some of the stuff, yeah. some of the things, like, let me walk into this empty room by myself and see it. Like, it's just like, okay, come on. Like, <laughs> That's typical Walking Dead. Like, this felt natural. It felt organic, this conversation. It didn't feel forced, yes. right? Is that what you're Correct. saying? Like, it was, Complete, yes. Okay. It came from a, a point that was real. Yeah, okay. I felt that, too. You're right. But before we go any further, Aaron, this is your favorite time. Oh, my God. It is. T- <laughs> it has arrived. Okay, you said this episode is going slowly, but actually it's arrived pretty quick. We are now in for the flight 462 Fear the Walking Dead update. Oh, boy. Dun, 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 dun. Flight 462 podcast, and I missed last week's episode. You guys had to fill me in. This week, I definitely yes. caught it because, oh, my God. So, <laughs> so can you go through it then? You cover it then since you love e- it so much. Everyone, everyone is reeling, apparently, from the the you know the deaths that were going on and the, the injuries and the, inju- the situation that's happening. And, you know, the... The, uh, the 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 Asian woman, Asian American woman, Asian woman. She's sitting there next to the other yeah. one that's dying, and she's she's like, oh, she's gonna come back. She takes the what is it, the knitting needle or whatever. The knitting knitting needle. That's her it, yep. in the head. The you, I guess that's the is that the U.S. marshal that was like standing up. I think that was the the air marshal, the right? Air marshal. Yeah. He stands up. Is like you just killed her, and she's like, he was yeah. already dead or something like that. And no, she goes. She goes. I saved. I her. saved her. There it is. That's even better. That's what she I said. Saved yeah, her because yeah. she knows everything about zombies, even though they don't exist yet. And uh, right. and and then you, you then you have the uh, the the chub, the, uh, the chubby kid who's sitting there like all worried like oh no what's gonna happen next and then you get to the window and the window breaks yes. and we get a shot that goes outside the window and that's it it was crazy I don't know where this is going a- but it's getting really exciting now part this was part fourteen it, this is part fourteen I, there's only two left only two remain yeah until the shocking season finale slash I assume cliffhanger of <laughs> flight four sixty two of flight four sixty two yeah so that was oh boy this was a real this I, this is a really exciting up. <laughs> good. I mean, it's getting good. Fine. I mean, because if we were think back to those first few episodes, I mean, we see the kid sitting in the seat and someone reading a magazine. It's like, come on, this is this is so boring. I mean, I'm not gonna, th- I'm not gonna say, it. I'm not gonna go as far as say it's good. But I mean, obviously, things have to happen in a certain way. And I, the novelty of seeing 30 second chunks of a web series is that's what makes me, that's what that's what I find to be silly. So like, at least it's delivering something that's neat to watch now. I guess, yeah. So I can agree with you there. Yes, it's get, it's getting it's getting watchable, very watchable. I'm just waiting for the moment, and I hope they do this. They tie it back into Fear the Walking Dead a little bit because you see that moment where I think it was Madison or somebody, or even I don't forget which one it was, looks up at the sky 
and you see the plane kind of coming by and toppling a little bit and listing or reeling back and forth. And I'm not going to put it past people for thinking that might be where it's going, but I'm not, I, I think there's a lot of stock being put into that idea that that's the exact same plane. <laughs> but uh, I mean, we'll get there, I guess. I mean, one of these characters. I wouldn't say it's the same plane if they didn't announce that a character is going to come off this plane and join the Fear of the Walking Dead cast in season two. Fair, yeah. I mean, I again, I'm, yeah, I'm not completely writing it off. It just. That's that's a lot. That's 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 to me that seems like a bit of a reach. I wouldn't be surprised, but at the same time, yeah. it's like there's multiple planes. I can see it. True. Ha- but again, we'll see. We'll, we'll see where it goes. I, I'm curious which of these characters is going to make it. <laughs> so. I'm thinking. I mean, well, if we want to speculate, I mean, obviously it's either the the Tobias looking guy mm-hmm. uh, or the the kid. I mean, or the Asian lady or both. I, I, but... I rewatched the um the first episode of Fear of the Walking Dead, by the way, for yes. something we'll get to later. But um. Tobias was a killer character. Like, I wish there was more Tobias on this show. I hope season two is the the rise of Tobias. Like, Gotham's right now the rise of the villains. I hope season two is the rise of Tobias. That's, that's all I'm That would be so great. Yes. He's so they're on the water, right? So he'll come by with some kind of, like, rubber dinghy and just, you know, hey, yeah. Mrs. Clark, it's me. Or, hey, it's I, Toby. I, you know what? I hope it's more like Morgan in season five of this show where he's just constantly oh. in the background catching up with our heroes. So, oh, so they, that's so great. So they, they tease his magnetic presence until season three of Fear the Walking Dead. <laughs> That would be perfect. All right, so if Erickson's listening, uh, the showrunner of Fear the Walking Dead, there, there's your theme right there. there. It Take it. Yeah. You can could, you could even, you could even start doing that now. Like Even if you didn't think about how great of an idea that would be, that's what you can just shoot in at the end of the episodes. And apparently a lot of fans love Tobias. He only had like two or three scenes, yeah, because but like he so was many idiot. fans love this kid. <laughs> he was actually smart about things, that he wasn't like poorly acted. And he gave that killer look to Madison when everything started happening. He's like, I told you so as I arrive on the bus. Like, yep. <laughs> So I, I think, and they interviewed him, I, I saw that, I forget his name at this point, uh, but I do remember they interviewed him, and he's like, yeah, the fans seem to really love me, and, and they asked him, are you going to be back? He goes, I really can't say, you know, he kind of was playing coy, so we don't know. I mean, a long time ago, well. I feel like the Vatos were saying that, too. It's like, we can't say, and we've never seen the Vatos again, so I, I mean. Well, they were supposed to come back, but then Darabont got fired, right? Wasn't that yeah, the they, deal? Well, they were in the season two opening, that was, there was, opening. was a deleted the, scene involving some of them, like, yeah, so. <laughs> Man, remember Sorry. the Vatos? That's a that's a man. It's a, it feels like a long time. It was ago. a long time ago. <laughs> it was like six years ago, yeah. but it feels like but it's only two years. In, last in story decade. time. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> it way really to look at was. it. <laughs> All right, that was our episode of Flight Four Six Two Walking Dead podcast. <laughs> that was like a podcast within a podcast, right yeah, there. Good up. All right? Good up. You're getting a, a lot for your for your a lot of bang for your buck this week. Exactly. That's how we like to do it. So back to the drugstore, which I thought was very creepy. We finally see them enter. Daryl and Rosita and and, and Denise enter the drugstore. Very creepy. I mean, it was a really cool set dressing in there, uh-huh, and um, sure. yeah, fully stocked pharmacy was behind a, a metal gate, and, and and he breaks in. They basically hit the mother load when it comes to drugs. It was a really well stocked pharmacy, it seems like, and they have a lot of good medications now. But Denise wanders into this little side room where they hear a walker making some noise. But Daryl and and Rosita dismiss it. They go, "Oh no, he's that walker's not strong yeah, enough. Whatever, whatever he's be. doing, he can't get out of that room." So. Exactly. They go, "He's fine." They, they they know, but she wants to go in and see, so she does, and. It's a creepy little room. Oh, God, um, yes. Hell yeah. <laughs> I mean, like a, right out of a horror film, I suppose, really. And it says, what, hush, hush, hush on the wall. And, yeah, um, which is, oh, the implications of that scene. Because, yeah, she goes in there, which is, uh, by the way, this is, I mean, I'm, I'm, I, I, enjoy the, I enjoy the set. I enjoy the mood of the scene. But I can't, like, stop screaming at my television when this kind of stuff happens. When Dr. Denise is like, I'm going to be over here by myself, a novice with my machete that I can't hold properly in my flashlight. <laughs> To walk. Typical Walking Dead. Yeah, so she walks in and is like, okay, 
don't like <laughs> and the episode does this twice by the way before actually killing her it's like jesus uh but she goes in and yeah, yeah. the room's like it's terrible the room's t- awful to look at you wonder what's gonna happen right. you're waiting for something to pop out and it's just like this gangrene the worst walker who's like decomposed but with a cast on his yeah, leg cast, and he's nasty looking yeah, right nasty looking. Yeah. but the first you see the cradle and right now i'm thinking amc's not about to show me some zombified baby that's like making noises inside of a crib so there's, like, i thought they were i, I thought we were at that point well, like, i was I'm, I, I mean i'm telling myself this hoping that doesn't happen if it did happen that's something but okay. i'm like i'm telling myself they're not about to do this they put the flash on okay good they didn't show a baby in the damn crib like walking around like oh, i need a zombie <laughs> like but then they get to like whatever the mother is or whatever and like oh god it's like it's just, it's like it's rotten that, that was a rotten walker right it's like it sank into the floor oh it's, it's absolutely uh, a nasty looking walker yeah it's just totally like you said gangrene or rotten it was just totally gone like it's, and just... it's neat to see the box sets for the blu-rays but i really hope that's not the key feature on this one <laughs> like that one was too nasty <laughs> he was nasty yeah, it's too nasty that's way beyond yeah. bicycle girl for me and then yeah <laughs> then you see the hush 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 so like i have to imagine what like this person was like like because they had to write this not like the walker version wrote this so like the, there was a baby probably crying a i lot, think there was a baby probably screaming probably screaming and she couldn't leave because there's probably walkers all over the place and so she just like went crazy and then drowned the because then we see yeah so then we see I, that was the implication I think I think that she killed the baby and and I, that sink that was there we see Denise go to that oh, little slop God. sink and it's filled with blood or water uh, or mostly blood probably like, decomposed or, you know. baby zombie gut it's like oh did, did you see any hits of a baby though because I was watching t- the Talking Dead and, and Hardwick was saying yeah you supposed you, there was a foot there's in a there foot. I didn't see any foot yeah, there's a foot there's like a did you see well, you it? see okay. a shoe you see a shoe like at the very a shoe. edge of this maybe my brightness wasn't up enough on my TV I didn't really it just looked like a like a bloody sink to they me were, I, didn't look, I didn't see the foot yeah they put a they put a shoe which i assume there is a probably a foot in there because it's kind of leaning up so it's kind of it's okay like it's, a, it's just the very biggest hint because there are limits i guess on the walking dead but god it was like yeah okay like after seeing the hush 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 i'm like okay so there was a baby in here somewhere where is it panning with the flashlight there we go a big and sink they killed the baby to probably save herself to save themselves because it was making too much noise i don't know though time. i mean the, the yeah. her writing hush hush although the implication could be that after they killed the baby in her mind she was still hearing it scream because of how horrible it was to have to kill your own child and she started writing hush, hush oh yeah hush. this just gets darker and darker as we talk this about is this is really weird. i mean <laughs> But it would have been cool. Now saying all this, I would have liked to see the baby come out of the sink. You know, just something. Or, ah, I, I, I mean, if been... this was an 80s horror movie that Greg Nicotero also worked on, we'd surely see something <laughs> like, we'd see Chud Monster <laughs> jump out or something at you. But... Yeah, or like a little Chucky doll or something like that. You know, like, <laughs> the teeth If this and... was a weaker show, sure. Yeah, baby's jumping out of all the place. <laughs> this is, this is, if this was American Horror Story, be a Walking Dead edition, like, then yeah, we'd see babies jumping out of sinks. But, uh... <laughs> but We haven't seen that, though. Maybe, maybe down the road they will have that for us. We have not seen any infant walkers at this point in the show that i can remember so maybe they'll save that there's been a lot of implications i think i don't i can't but yeah i can't recall actually straight up seeing a you know a a baby corpse but yeah so it's really um, depressing guys we're sorry (laughs) sorry about that yeah it took took a real real depressing turn yeah but denise obviously can't handle it either and she leaves you know crying she's upset she she steps outside to get some air and you know um uh, yeah, she can't. Hand- I can't handle this. I'm getting there too. I'm walking outside my room and we're just listening to the show at this point. This is really- <laughs> <laughs> That's it. I'm out. Yeah, That's yeah. It. So Daryl and, and Rosita notice that she's crying and they say, "Look, you did all right. Don't worry. We 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 made a good score here. It's okay. You know, they're back on the tracks." And Denise spots a cooler, uh, like you know, like a beverage cooler on the front seat of a car. 
with a walker inside of it. She says to Daryl and Rosita, hey, stop. There's a cooler here. It could be something in there. They go, nah, it isn't worth it, and they keep walking away. The correct answer. Well, <laughs> which is the correct answer, yes. Denise, however, resists and opens the, the, the door, almost gets killed by a walker, but she ends up taking it down by herself. I'm assuming this is her first kill with, with a knife. Yeah. Okay. So she, she, she proved to the... the, uh, the zombie massacre of Alexandria back at the mid-season opener? Well, if you remember, she was kind of wrapped up with the wolf, and I don't think she had to kill any walkers. She was just kind of running away from them. Oh, that's right. But she was dealing with Carl also or something, too. Well, before that, she was with the wolf. Like, the wolf well, yeah, had the, her hostage. Well, the wolf thing, and then, they, then, yeah. then she... Then and, then she they, and then she helped Carl, well, right? Well, then the wolf exactly. helped her back, and then the wolf dies, and he gets back, and then Carl gets right, like, Carl, my son, he's shot. you got to help him. Like, he gets in there. <laughs> and so while, while she's doing that, everybody else goes out, and you get all those... Because I, I try to picture all oh, that, like, the close-up shots of, like, look at all of us being yes. awesome. She's not in there. She shots. wasn't part of that. You're right. She, she was, wasn't part of that. that she was yeah. stitching up Coral. Okay. So. She was sticking... Yeah, Carl, Carl took precedence. You're right. So this was theoretically her first Yeah, probably her first kill. kill. Yeah. Yeah. And then a cute scene where she says, oh, I threw up on my glasses. She throws up afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> she's, uh, she's a great, I like her. For some reason, I really think she's a great actress. So I think she's really wonderful. Well, and, she's uh, not like a red shirt Alexandrian that's like, I need to shout out now because I'm going to die in the next scene. Or like, you know, <laughs> just a poorly handled character. It's like, hey, here's a... I think she won. She won like a Golden Globe or an Emmy, like not too long ago for uh, Nurse Jack. Yeah, she's a serious actor. Yeah, so yeah, exactly. like she, she's not, we have a, we have a yeah. trained actor here, and like we're going to use her finally. I mean, she, she's been used all along pretty well for the most part, but her character she has. It, yeah, she, I don't think she's, she's been used wrong at all. She, You're right. And like people have pointed out on the Facebook page too, she feels human. She feels like an actual character. It, it really from Alexandra, we don't get out. We don't have a lot of those. Like we we have her and maybe Aaron. Like those are the two people that kind of stand out as like, hey, these people actually you know, have something that I care about or they do stuff that makes me like comfortable in this world as opposed to I'm the angry one and I'm the one that gets into trouble and I'm the, I'm the, uh, I'm Olivia that like looks at supplies and nothing else. Like there's more things that define these people rather than just, you know, a stock character type. So it's, that's a good point. Uh, that's actually a really good point because, you know, if you look at the, even the other female characters that are on the show, um, they're like cartoons, or they're almost like stereotypes. Like Rosita's the you know the, the pretty one, and Maggie's the warrior. They're also pretty, and they will you know she's just like this natural girl. She wears sweatpants. She wears these zip up things. She's like a normal looking girl. She's a little on the heavy side, you know. She's not like perfect body. So yeah, you definitely felt like this connection to her. She's not a she's not a she's not a Rosita as far as what they what they <laughs> what, what kind of, what the show is trying to put out there. Um, exactly. With that said, we we skipped over some Doctor Denise backstory stuff. I mean, she was talking about her. She apparently she had a twin brother who was six minutes older than her, and um, she yeah yes exactly. And, and that came up. You're right. As they were walking, it's a very good yeah, point. She goes uh, she goes over kind of the the life that she had. Apparently, she ran away from home. I think is the implication at some point. I don't know if it, but uh, it, the parents were definitely alcoholics. Out, that yeah, was the implication. Yeah, yeah, they, yeah. They, they, and and the, the name Denise and Dennis. That was the two, they were twins. Yeah. And Dennis was her twin brother that was slightly older. Yeah. All right, folks, so actually we are now officially joined by Mr. Jim Dietz. Jim, welcome, sir. Um, Craig, I just want to say the, uh, the, the Walking Dead cookbook goes on uh, apace. I'm, I'm, my, my latest entry, of course, Eugene's uh, Footlongs. <laughs> I'd like to say that I'm proud that this episode has not got into penis jokes until 50 minutes in. We, we've stayed for 40 minutes <laughs> You're in. Actually, we have not you know even what, touched Chub, that yeah. yet. You we haven't even gotten there. Yeah. Chub Toad isn't here, so I felt the responsibility fell to me <laughs> we, I, uh, to, and bring, I, I wrote, to bring the show down a little I wrote bit, all about so it in the review, in my written review, and everywhere else, but somehow we were able to right. not, avoid, not avoid that moment on this podcast up until now. When, one that, bite in, they're out of sight. Well, hey. Actually, we're right there, almost we're at that scene. There, so it's yes, actually pretty. There. Yeah, we, we just got there. But I mean, before we get there, do you want to give us your initial thoughts or your just overall thoughts on the episode, and then we can kind of jump right back where we were? 
I thought it was kind of a decent episode. I'm, I'm, did you already talk about Denise? I guess that's coming. We're up. Talk, We've talked about her. We're actually at that yeah, point right now that where, point. She, where she goes. Yeah. So, yeah. Okay. Um, I thought that was kind of – I'm, I'm sad to see her go because I, I thought there, there seemed to be more to her character than a lot of the other ancillary characters. Um, there were some things, some, some motivations I thought were weird, especially near the end with Carol. Um, and I don't know. Is it just me or does it seem like the Savior is kind of um, – they're kind of undercutting the the you know the scariness yeah when you, of the saviors yeah. but see i don't uh, think they were saviors we're going to get to that in just a minute i don't think they were okay. saviors i mean but every time they've they've encountered them so far i mean one time they blew them up with a rocket launcher the next time they got their people out of there you know from their their compound after you know killing like a lot, you know, i don't know 30 of them or 30 plus easily yeah. easily that many you know i just I, I remember like the whole the whole woodbury uh series i mean the governor and their men and his men I mean, you were afraid of them. And there's only like six of them. There was only like a couple of henchmen and a few. Yeah, that was it. But yeah, here are the saviors, and they're like this giant army, and like every time our group has run into them, they're just like nothing. Or or they're just, I mean, the wolves seem more threatening, actually, in a lot of ways. Hmm. Um, But I feel like they're kind of undercutting the scariness of the the saviors. And I'm hoping when uh, when, uh, Negan does arrive, that'll kind of bring it all back. Well, we'll get there, but I, I do agree that it's kind of continuing to do the same thing over and over which reduces the scariness so well let's let, let's go ahead and get there then we're pretty much at that point well, we, we um, talk about we talk, talk about denise a little bit like, right away because now she gets to yeah she throws it we were talking about the where she jim where she um gets the gets the cooler out of the car the cooler the, out of the car right yeah, uh-huh. that's where we left off yeah yeah so she okay. gra- she opens the cooler and actually inside is another product placement orange crush and just one can and, and and she grabs it and she's like, hot damn, because that was going to be her gift to, to Tara, as we found out a couple episodes ago. Daryl and Rosita think she's crazy for going through all that, risking her life to really just for a couple of cans of soda. Which she didn't know were there to begin with, by the way. <laughs> no, had no idea. Right. And uh, But it really, Denise goes into is a it, bit of a speech at that point. But is it any more crazy than Michonne going back for her boo-boo kitty in that diner back you know, in the episode But clear? Michonne could handle yeah, I mean, herself. Michonne, well, that's Michonne, true. Michonne's that's leading true. around a pack of zombies and has a samurai sword. This is this is Denise's first time out of the farm. Like so. Fair enough. Fair enough. I'm just saying, you know, it's seems similar motivation. You know, the thing that's very personally... You know, like Woody Harrelson in Zombieland with the who was the host of Snowballs. Yeah, but I mean, motivation's one thing, but all of those guys, Woody, Woody Harrelson included, they're trained. They, they, this isn't their first right. time. This isn't their first rodeo. Like they're, they're... And it's like they, she has Daryl there too. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It was a really, and then she goes into a speech, and she even says that she goes, "Well, you guys do stupid things, and Daryl, you go to kill all those saviors. You, you risk your life, and Rosita risks your life." She goes, "I, I did this because I felt like I had to. At least I'm being honest with myself." And she. She goes into the speechify mode, and as soon as she started doing this, talking about psychology and analyzing Daryl, analyzing Rosita, saying Rosita's alone and Daryl's confused or what have you, and um, I said, okay, this is going to be the end of Denise. I didn't expect it this episode. Usually they plant the speech, they give the speech, they take a stand, and then the next episode they go, well, I guess we're speeding things up because she can't even get through the speech. And a crossbow arrow comes right through the back of her skull and right through her right eyeball. Yeah, there's this week on arrow. <laughs> yeah, there's um, there there's a hint of like, you know obviously characters that kind of start speechifying. It tends to spell the end of their length on this show. But absolutely. But what the the other factor is generally when you're a decent person that really helps you you know end your time on the show. So the combination of 
of uh, Dr. Denise, you know, being a good person, speechifying and doing a lot of big acting is like, okay, your, your, your time's up here. Apparently that's just seems like a pattern for the show, which I wish it could break. And it does sometimes there's shocking deaths or whatnot, but it just, everything was spelled out at that point. Even the framing of the shot was like, okay, something's going to happen here. Cause she can't just be on this open road talking all this thing. <laughs> and like nothing goes on. Yeah. They did a close up on her. Yeah. You're right. And they don't usually do close ups like that. That's very true. It's a, yeah. You, it's the, you felt something with it's that. It's the equivalent right? to like someone like walks into the middle of a street and the camera's placed stuck on the sidewalk and you just know they're going to get hit by a car. Like that's just, that's, that's <laughs> the walking dead equivalent. That's how, that's okay. how things work. <laughs> it's just, you're, you're speechifying and you get, a, and you get your close up and that, that's the end, right? Yeah. That your, your, your end is near, <laughs> which is a shame. Well, I mean, it happens. It, it, it's, and it's, and she, when she gets hit too, she still tries to finish her sentence, which is kind of nasty. It's like oh, I know it was creepy, yeah, right? It's like, that. it's like her brain didn't catch up to the, the the trauma. It was really creepy. But as soon as I saw that arrow, I was kind of relieved too. I'm like, yes, Daryl is getting back his crossbow right here, right then. I just knew it, or at least another crossbow. Uh, I mean, I, you know, before even seeing Dwight appear from the woods with his new gang. And towing Eugene in, as hostage. Yeah, uh, he comes out. They all come out, and I'm like, "Really? This is the guy that did it?" Like, uh, and then he says, "Like, I didn't even—I wasn't even aiming at her. I missed." Right? Yeah. Is he, thing, yeah thing, the thing, pulled, the thing kicks thing a lot. Kicks, yeah, kick, kicks like some yeah. bitch. Like <laughs> now, were those burns on his face there when we last saw no, him? Because I don't think they no, were. They were not. Okay. All right, we'll just... So we'll probably find out maybe how he got those down the road, but yeah, we'll uh, just have to leave it at that. <laughs> Either way, I don't think they're saviors. I mean, just I mean, because he has this ragtag gang, it seems like uh, that is led by this guy Dwight, which we met a few episodes ago, that stole Daryl's bike and his crossbow, and you know that that burnt forest story. I don't think he's part of the saviors because he seems like look, he goes, Daryl, you're gonna take me to your village, to you're set up real nice over there to your town. I'm gonna take what I want. And I'm gonna leave. Like it doesn't. That's not the saviors right now. They're. I think they're in a different different place. What do you think about that? I, I kind of think you're hitting you're hitting the scene that explains why they are the saviors. That is the I think that it, it's maybe a different wording, but I do think it's the kind of we're going to take your stuff. I mean that's the savior. That's okay. the savior's mo mixed with at the beginning of this episode. You, you mentioned Daryl. You know he's had his motorcycle back and he found stuff that's from Dwight in the motorcycle. Like the saviors clearly captured Dwight. If they got the motorcycle, I see what you're saying. I see. So maybe. So you, you think Dwight got reassimilated into the Saviors? Because I thought that. He left. He was trying to leave. I think he left, and I I feel like the burns on his face are going to be very closely associated with the punishments for having tried to Uh, do something different from what the saviors wanted. So that was his penance, and now he's reintegrated with the with the saviors. Okay, all right. So if these are saviors, which now it seems like they are, but but you're probably right. So if we keep a death count now going, what what, would there was a firefight? Obviously, well, we'll get to that in just a sec, but. Uh, I mean, um, Abraham. We see him hiding in some rusty barrel uh, behind some rusty barrels, and Eugene notices that Dwight and Daryl are still talking. And Daryl even says to Dwight, "I should have killed you when I had the chance." And Dwight's like, "Yeah, you probably should have." Uh, yeah, Dwight's a real jerk but, about this now. Like before, like Daryl did a lot to save this guy's life, and now this guy's come back, and he's like, "Look how he was jerky to begin with." He though. was jerky to begin with, but now episode, he's like, he's rubbing yeah. it in. He's like, "Not only am I a jerk, but I have your stuff, and I'm gonna probably kill you right now." Like it's just like. <laughs> It was straight, yeah, definitely jerk. Well, while like so, while holding Eugene by the ponytail, it's like, look at this guy I found. By the way, like it's just all this stuff is here. Eugene tells Dwight that, hey, look, before you go after these guys, you better kill this guy who's hiding behind the barrels because he he was real rude to me, and he needs to he needs to show him who's boss. And and obviously Dwight fell for it and sent somebody over to check out to see if Abraham really was behind the barrels there. 
that's all the distraction that Eugene needs, and he goes for a nice toothy bite on Dwight's gentleman parts. Let's just put it that way. Um, got him pretty hard. It definitely created the distraction that was needed. Yeah, he gives him a real raw dog on that one. <laughs> you think? <laughs> so, okay, well, you guys' thoughts wow. on that move? I mean, is that – what do you think that about that? That is the most proactive move that he could have made, that's for sure. Thoroughly unexpected on my part. So. I didn't see that coming. No. It was great that he – yeah. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I don't – I'm not a big fan of the – the kind of the the like, as Jim was mentioning the kind of looseness of the saviors and how assuming this is the saviors which I again I very much believe it is as the the kind of ramshackleness of this group and how seemingly ill prepared they are it's one thing but it, but adding this to the equation equation yeah that's a hell of a thing to, to throw in there as a as a way to you know you have you have these guys dead to rights it's like you have Eugene captured you have these two and you have you know multiple guys all focused on these two people. Right. That was a, that's a hell of a way to break out that scene. I, w- I wonder how that writer's room looked when they're like, then Eugene bites him in the penis. Like, all right. That's... <laughs> <laughs> I love Go to it. lunch, that's guys. Boring. We got it. Like... <laughs> we got it. We nailed it. <laughs> so a firefight ensues. Uh, Dwight's gang fights back, but honestly, they, didn't, they, didn't, they had nothing for Rosita, Daryl, Abraham, and, of course, Eugene was still kept keeping the, the clench on. Um, Daryl kills several of them. He slits one of their throats. You can see a few of them at least fall from gunfire. And then Dwight says, retreat, retreat, and just kind of pulls his his gang back into the woods. And Daryl picks up his crossbow. They're about to follow him, but Rosita says, hey, Daryl, stop. we gotta, we got to take care of this here. Like, you know, hey, Daryl, wait. And uh, because Eugene was down, apparently he took a bullet, and obviously Denise is, is, is still dead. At first I was wondering, I was like, where did he take a bullet? And they just got grazed. Like, okay, like, he didn't get, like, shot, shot. He just kind of got to. Because I didn't really see it either. There's yeah. so much commotion going on. I didn't really see Eugene get hit, but I guess yeah, f- just in the in the crossfire he caught. It was one. a fun gunfight. I was a little confused where Abraham was, but it, it was a it was a solid like, hey, we're exchanging gunfire scene and you know crossbow return. That's nice. It was cool. Yeah, and, and I like the way they used the the tracks, kind of like a shield. Like Dwight was yeah. leaning down on the train tracks, and then the, sh- the tracks were deflecting the bullets. It was it was. Then cool. he throws some yeah. walkers in there for good measure. Like it all worked out. Yeah, they just, they just come out right on cue. Like, okay, yeah. that's it. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> I just, you know, I mean, I mean, I, I remember the the scene back when Rick uh, bit out the throat, you know, and it kind of mm. is it, almost on a crazy level of that level. But I didn't expect that from a character like Eugene. You know, I mean, even as weird as he's been lately, I didn't expect him to. He's I don't in, know. It just it doesn't he doesn't seem like he has that level of insanity. In he's him, in, he's in stage two now. Yeah. <laughs> he's been there for a while. Yeah. <laughs> the Rick Grimes method. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So back in Alexandria, uh, we go back and Eugene is healing in the infirmary. Abraham approaches Eugene, and Eugene still asks for his apology. Still, he's still angry about what happened in that in that found in that factory. <laughs> yeah, <I> just <laughs> and and Abraham and Abraham he goes, I sincerely apologize. And he, I wrote this down as a quote. He goes, "You know how to bite a dick, Eugene." And I mean that with the utmost of respect. <laughs> These guys. Oh, boy. Line of the week, for sure. Uh, Abraham always has it, the line of the week, and he definitely had it again this week. We see Abraham outside Sasha's pad later on as well, at her house, I should say, and they have a quick conversation about the future, I guess if you want to call it that. And Again, he's thinking optimistically, I can see up myself here for 30 years, and 
I guess that's his way of saying, I want to be with you. And, and, and Sasha finally invites Abraham into her home. Uh, they bury Denise. You see that happening, and, and I should, Daryl's taking a few swigs of alcohol, which he took off one of the walkers earlier on. To to back to back up a bit, we do. I mean, because obviously Abraham broke up with Rosita, but we get a shot of Rosita like he he shoots a guy that was looking at you know it's kind of come after Abraham, and they, they that kind of mm. give each other the nod. It's like you know what, obviously you dump me, but hey, I still got your back. We're still you know yeah, we're still a, a, a unit. Right. We're still a, a family of sorts, uh, regardless of, situ- of certain you know situations that arise, which uh, you know I you know always respect that kind of thing. And then yeah, that nod went a long way. Like it was just a, it was a needed nod. It, it had to happen, and it was For cool. Sure. You're right. Yeah. So they continue burying Denise, and and uh, it was definitely a sad scene. We see Carol's porch swing empty, and then Tobin goes into his home and discovers a note, and we hear Carol's voiceover reading the note, and it's kind of lengthy, but essentially is she doesn't want to kill anymore. She doesn't want anyone to come after her. She's leaving. She can't be around anymore, and, and, that, and that's the extent of the note. Morgan then still in his – I guess it's the next morning, and he's doing his moves again. He sees the empty swing, and he knows that she's gone. Yeah, this uh, – I just I, – Yeah, go, Jim. Go, oh, I'm no, sorry. Go, no, go, go ahead, Aaron. We're probably, I think we're probably about to make the same point. This this motivation seemed murky at uh-huh. best to, to me. Uh, for Carol to leave. It feels like there's some um, ghost episode we didn't see to justify this. Or there should have been a scene that maybe was cut out of a script somewhere that might have. If this up. was a, it was like it was a 90 minute episode, but everyone was like, "There's not enough action in this to make this a 90 minute episode, so we're going to take out the entire Carol plot to justify this decision." I mean, it seems like Carol started having this moral dilemma right after the wolf attack. Now, yes, I don't, I don't disagree that obviously. Carol's gone through some kind of change that's retroactively affected how she wants to handle situations. But at the same time, this is a giant step from I don't want to kill as much anymore to I'm completely abandoning all of you right now. Like right. That's, that's how I and thought. You, and I thought it was let, a step too Let alone far. delivering the note to Tobin. I don't know Tobin. Like I, like I, bar- I barely knew his name until a couple <laughs> weeks ago. And now it's like Tobin gets this note and like as if like this relationship was one for the ages. Like we're still, everyone's still reeling that Carol's not with Daryl anymore, for whatever or whatever you want to call that. And I'm like sitting there, like, okay, I'm supposed to care what Tobin thinks about Carol's disappearance yeah. late in the game. Like, well, the most significant, th- uh, you know, um, you know, fact I can think about Tobin is that he hooked up with yeah, Carol. Exactly. Yeah. So you know, I mean, it's so, like there's nothing. There's nothing really there, and so it's she's left now, and it's like, okay, that's I I don't I didn't see that coming. So good job shocking me, but really, was this the did we get here organically? And based off this episode that was focused on other things besides Carol, aside from like some little message at the top with her, it just it just felt like I'm like dragging the. And this this is what I mean when the episode felt long, uh, Craig. Like it, it's I already yeah. got like some really fulfilling things involving Denise and Eugene, and then we're ta- it's almost like we're tagging on something that seems like it should have a lot more importance, but it just seems to come out of nowhere. And so I don't really I don't have any kind of emotional response to that other than. Eh? And they kind of staged it like they're like it had been leading up to this for a long time. Like we should have this emotional response, but it just kind of seemed like it came out of nowhere that she would go that far to leave. Which is odd because you it's know. you know we've had two Carol focused episodes for the past two weeks, and so like I could see this I, if it was edited a different way, or we just like you said had a, some other scenes in the middle of this episode that bounced back to Carol. I could see there being some more justification, but it just kind of comes and goes. And it's like where did this happen? Like. <laughs> See, the problem I had with this is everything – I agree with everything both of you just said about this. It didn't feel in place. It felt out of place. But the main problem is we've seen this before. I don't know if you all remember when they were in the church 
uh, Carol tried to leave. She tried to steal a car. And Daryl caught her. And then while they're outside, they see that... Oh, yeah, um, the cross car or whatever. The, the cross car. And Daryl's like, hey, get in. Daryl caught her trying to leave. So she tried to leave already. And she's been feeling this guilt for a while. But I think the problem we're having is they've they've been very bold with this, trying to introduce this thread of Carol being this massively great killer, and now she's having all this remorse and guilt. It's just not working. I don't think uh, she can't go from the best. We all what the fans want to do is see her kill yeah. and see her just destroy. Because it's it, it that in itself is kind of interesting to see this demure housewife type of woman turned into warrior. Not only a warrior, the best warrior. That in and of itself is a cool story, but they're trying to muddy the water now and saying, well, now she's having these moral dilemmas and she's going back to being a demure woman. It's it's not working. I think that's the problem we're having with it. it that doesn't help, yeah, because it you know we Carol has become a fan favorite character because of her development over the years. I'm I I haven't really seen the fan outcry for what's been going on with Carol lately. Like if they're really into this idea of challenging the development of Carol to kind of having her revert back to a certain sensibility. But I don't imagine it being very strong for seeing that. Like, I'm all for, I'm all for you know, seeing a new dynamic introduced to continue to make a character interesting. That's, uh, that's really my issue with Daryl. There's nothing really around to make Daryl interesting, which is why I wonder if he's going to be on the show anymore. But, because, um, <laughs> you know, you take away Beth and you, take, and you take away, you know, Carol from the kind of, like, relationship they have. It seems like less of a thing. It's more of like a kindred friendship, kindred friendship now that we can all just accept. Mm. There's not really much for him to do. And so, like, I, that's why it's kind of like, all right, whenever you see him out on his own, he gets to be, like, gruff for a while, and generally you need something else or somebody else for him to bounce off of, or else it's just kind of boring. Carol, I'm still really into seeing her being badass and whatnot, and so now we're, like, introducing this other thing where it's like she regrets stuff. That's neat, I guess, but it's like, where are we going to take it? Like, what's the what's the eventual outcome for doing this? I mean, she either you know, she either keeps being badass, she's like, you know what, that was a phase and I'm over it. Or she just stops being badass and we stop having as much fun with Carol? Like, is that the outcome? Like, is that the potential? Well, here, okay. I think what's missing, hearing you talk, it kind of came to my head. We need a, a scene or even an episode or, or a piece of an episode between Morgan and Carol. And I think Morgan yes. should have converted mm-hmm. Carol into the Akitu way of life. All life is important. And, and got that, that Eastman philosophy that he picked up into her. And that didn't happen. It just they they had a fight, and he knocked her out. And then the next thing you know, she's all distraught. Like they they didn't have that time between the two of them. That's I think what's missing. It's where things could be leading, I guess, if she does get back there in some way, and things keep moving on, where she can kind of get this, I don't know, understanding of where her place is in life by going to Morgan for you know advice. But that, I agree that there is. I mean, there is a, there is. It seems like a missing scene between Morgan, and that's also why the final shot of this episode of Morgan just looking at the empty chair means nothing to me. It's like I don't it means nothing like because it's like what? Yeah, he beat her up. That's what he did. He threw. He, he body slammed her, and then the wolf got away, and then the, the, they had one other scene since since that action, and that was it. Yes, yeah, it's, it's like what? So if you want to have the emotional payoff, you have to have the setup. It, you know, you right. can't just have have one or the other. And I can, I mean, I can see some. It just I work. can see someone making an argument for like, well, the past two episodes certainly did that, and even like the beginning of this episode would try to do that, but that's just not enough, guys. Like, I don't, I'm not feeling it. Like, I'm, I, it's not, I'm not alone. Clearly, you guys felt the same way, but it's like, clearly, there's some missing piece. It seems like, and for a show that you know has handled Carol very well, it feels. I, I, like I, I am missing something. It's not like a mystery. It's not like who burned the bodies, and then we slowly learn why Carol did it. It's more of like there's just a blank space here that I don't have filled. Right. 
Right. Yeah, it was definitely out of place. And that is, well, the end of this week's episode. Before we get to our Buster ratings, we have a special announcement to make. We are going to be doing some things leading up to the end of this season that I think the fans are really going to enjoy. First of all, we have a giveaway. Uh, We are going to be giving away a special edition Season 1 Fear the Walking Dead Blu-ray set. And this is something. This is thanks to Aaron. Uh, you, you, you're graciously donating this to the, our group, and we really appreciate this. Brand new copy. We're going to make this brand new copy in the cellophane. Yep. So ready to go. Holographic cover. This is pretty cool cover. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. So we really appreciate that. So here is your chance to win this. So those of you who are part of our Facebook group, which is really an amazing group, we're going to be setting up a online poll. So essentially by the time this podcast is up, the poll will be up. And you're going to be able to vote on who you think is not going to make it out of Season 6 of The Walking Dead. We're going to give you the following choices. Daryl, Glenn, Maggie, Carol, Morgan, or other. So, if you happen to choose the right one, we will then always pick... Bet, always bet on other. <laughs> always bet on other. But you're right. But see, those are some pretty good choices to go up against, though, right? So you never know. But if you pick the right one... Uh, we will we will pick a winner from the people that voted for the right one. So if you voted for, let's say, Glenn, uh, and there was 25 people that voted for Glenn or 100 people, we'll pick out of that group to win the Fear the Walking Dead Season 1 Special Edition Blu-ray. So how cool is that, giving back to the fans? I should I should say, because there I just thought of this, there is the potential that more than one person could die. <laughs> now, I, I, I feel like if it's... If it's these major characters, I guess we can lump those together as far as this raffle goes for who, um, who you know, if someone picks Glenn and someone picks Daryl. That's a good point. So let's say, let's say, die. for example, Glenn and, yeah. yeah, if Glenn and Maggie both die, let's say crazy, but I mean, if it happens, yes, we'll lump the two people that chose both Glenn and Maggie together and pick a winner out now, of them. But yes. with the other option, I should say, we, we will limit it to, to like other qualifies as people that are in like the main cast, like opening credits cast. Let's put it that way. Other has to include someone from the, from the, from the Georgia group. Sure. Yeah. Okay, so they're, okay, we'll do it that okay. way. They've been on the show for quite a while. Yes. They came from Georgia. Said, yeah. Okay, so other will include any other character that came from Georgia that's now living in Alexandria that may die. So if you, as the fans, and you have to be a part of the Facebook group to be in on this giveaway. So if you if you listen to the show every every week and you're not a member of the group, get on the Facebook right now. Type in The Walking Dead TV Podcast. It will come right up. It's a group. You hit join group. We get you in, and then you can go ahead and vote. You've got really actually two weeks to vote on this, so you don't have to do it right away. You can think about it for a while. You can ponder. You can even watch next week's episode first before you vote, and then uh, and then cast your vote. It's up to you. It's not a time-sensitive thing as long as you get it in before, obviously, the season finale, which will happen in two weeks, and we'll, we'll raffle off that giveaway. So some good news there. Some other good news we're doing for the for the group and for our listeners, we're organizing a podcast reunion of sorts. I don't want to say too much about this, but we're going to be getting several uh, hosts that have hosted this show in the past back together again to kind of catch up and and have a, a, a first of all hear their thoughts leading up to season six, and then of course the season finale. So it's going to be a real special time right around the season finale of The Walking Dead. We may even have to add a special second podcast to accommodate all those hosts, but it's going to be a really good time. So thanks to our listeners for listening to that, and uh, and we'll move on. But first, uh, do you want to do a word from our sponsor, Jim? Sure. Uh, our sponsor this week and every week on The Walking Dead TV podcast is DCBService.com. 
and you know the uh, the spring holidays are here. Everybody's on spring break. You, you're sitting back. You want to maybe you want to read some Walking Dead graphic novels, or uh, you know get a compendium, or you want to get a Michonne hoodie, or you want to get some cool McFarlane Walking Dead action figures. You want to get a gift for somebody who's a zombie lover in your life, or you want to check out some other graphic novels or any of that thing of that ilk. Uh, DCB Service has your pop culture needs covered in a major way. And not only do they have great prices, uh, 30 40 50%, sometimes 60% off on stuff, they have clearance items on a special page and some of the best customer service you're ever going to have. Um, you can shop elsewhere online, but you're not going to have the great customer service and the great prices that you find at DCB Service. Uh, right now, they're offering uh, um, uh, 50% off on all the Marvel relaunch uh, books. That's probably the big Marvel relaunch in this issue of previews. There's a giant catalog that comes out every month called Previews, full of comics and action figures and toys and games and everything, pop culture, and they carry everything in that giant tome, and they will offer it to you at a very deep discount. Uh, my personal uh, action figure addiction in Walking Dead Land would have to be the little McFarlane blind bags. I get them by the case from DCB Service, uh, 12 blind bags in a box, and I get them at 40% off every time they come out. So uh, by all means, DCB Service, they're good people to work with, uh, they're good people to uh, order from, and the prices are right. So if you're gift-giving this holiday season in the springtime, or if you are um, just want to get yourself something cool to enjoy over spring break, a new graphic novel or a new, you know, something to read, by all means, dcbservice.com and their sister site, In Stock Trades. Um, not only comics, also, like I said, they also have t-shirts and toys and, and uh, you know, action figures and, and all kinds of great stuff there. Just check them out. They have a huge selection, great prices. dcbservice.com. We thank them for their sponsorship. They are awesome. Yes, they are. Thank you, Jim. So let's get into our Buster ratings for, for this episode twice as far. Aaron, let's start with you. I'm gonna go three and a half busters, uh, which I actually was at last week as well. But I did, I did, I think like I like that episode more. But I don't do quarters, so I'm not gonna do three point two five, and I'm not going three because I just don't think it's a solid episode for the most part. I think Eugene and um, Doctor Denise, they both got their their fair share of screen time here. They got a lot to do with that amount of time, kind of inc- develop their characters more. Obviously, one didn't make it while the other did. And took a piece with them, um, but the characters around them were uh, treated well as well. I had some issues with the ending with the Carol stuff, but I think for the most part, felt a longer it felt it felt kind of like slack in pace. But still, I mean, moving the pieces around, what have you, I still appreciated the, the main two character arcs that we got here. So three and a half busters. Okay, Jim, what about you? I don't go into quarters either, and I tip the other way. I go f- uh, four, four out of five busters. Um, I I like Denise as a character, and as soon as they started building her up a little more and giving us some more of her backstory, I realized that they were probably going to kill her off, and that made me sad. Um, I the you know Eugene's unique uh, uh, solution to the problem, uh, <laughs> some unexpected moments there, um, some twists and turns. My big problem with the whole episode was the menace of the. Savior's kind of being undercut, and also the uh, motivations on why Carol leaves at the end that just kind of seemed kind of murky to me. It wasn't explained well, I thought, in the script uh, beforehand or in her letter uh, that she left behind. So, But other than that, a solid episode, and uh, it's always great to see Abraham and Eugene together. Oh, yeah. so, um, so four out of five on that one. I do do quarters, and I, I will do a 3.75. It's it's on par for a quote-unquote filler episode, as was last week. Or, you know, I think it was not any worse, although the pacing seemed a lot slower. It was good. Nothing about it really, really bothered me, but it wasn't great. Obviously, the Carol stuff did irk us a little bit. We did discuss that, but um, 
otherwise it was well directed some decent action you get a little bit of a firefight a little bit of zombies it was a good mix of all that kind of the old school walking dead tension of going into a pharmacy and seeing a dark room and it was nice getting getting that scene as well nothing really stood out though i mean it didn't really break into the fours we've had a lot better episodes this season alone so that the the goodness of those episodes are kind of pushing down i think the scale a little bit i'm going to say 3.75 but who cares what we think? We have an amazing Facebook group, as I said before, the Walking Dead TV podcast Facebook group. Join it. We have 738 members strong. So great group. It keeps growing. They leave their Buster ratings every week. Jim, let's hear what our listeners had to say. Awesome. Well, we'll start off with Brent Jones. A 2.8, I'd rather bite off a throat out of five. Uh, pretty boring with a few moments sprinkled in. These saviors seem completely inept. Uh, how were Daryl and Rosita unscathed in that gunfight? Kind of reminded me, reminded uh, Brent of the A-Team. Uh, <laughs> why would Carol leave? Uh, just stay home and defend like Morgan? Uh, rest in peace, Denise. You represented Ohio well. Uh, Mike Jones gives it four right eyes out of five. I felt a death was coming for most of the episode, and sure enough, we got one. I really like seeing Dwight and how that scene played out. A different episode, but a solid episode. Uh, Pamela Burton, I don't know. I give it a 3.5 out of five. Uh, there were some good bits. The showdown with Dwight and the party. And the parts I didn't like, the Abraham-Sasha stuff at the end and Carol leaving. Uh, there were a lot of boring bits, and I was pretty pissed Denise died. Poor Tara. Uh, Carl Hooker, 3.5. Metal Headwalkers out of 5. <laughs> Felt mostly like a filler episode. Uh, Rosita's getting some depth. Loved Eugene stepping up and using his head. <laughs> uh, Cheryl Morris Goodman. I'm not. No, no. I'm moving on. I'm moving on. Cheryl Morris Goodman, uh, 2.5. I don't really care to come up with a rating out of 5. This episode seemed off to me. Denise's death was pointless. Uh, they tried to make Carol's arc lead to here over the last few episodes. It seemed awkward overall. Uh, Roger Austin, 4. Watch the teeth out of 5. <laughs> Horrible sense of dread throughout as it seemed to set up for Denise and or Eugene to die. Glad to see Mr. Ponytail survive and that Daryl has his crossbow back. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Susan Monk, three, it should have been blank instead of Denise out of five. Her death was just as shocking as blanks in the comic. Well, it's like we're playing the match game, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Charles Nelson Rutley, what did you say? <laughs> I said Bippy. <laughs> uh, Max Silver, 3.5 bites out of five. Can't say that it's, one, huh? Skirt, skirts the edge of the explicit rating there, Max. Sorry. <laughs> uh, I liked a lot of what happened here, but as an episode, it was just okay. I kind of figured we'd get a second Dwight appearance soon. Hate that the good doctor is dead. I really liked her. Uh, Darren Apple, four bolts out of the blue out of five. I was dreading this would follow the same storyline from the comic. That character was saved only to be replaced by a character I was really starting to appreciate. My heart goes out to poor Tara. Uh, Heather Ann, four sexy mullet ponytails out of five. That's right, all business in the front and a party in the back. Uh, good and shocking, but a bunch of stupid, unrealistic decisions made by our peeps. Rosita walking the tracks alone, Eugene telling Abe to F off, understand his point, but poor execution, and Carol leaving knowing full well her buddies will go out risking their lives to find her. Uh, nice and shocking end, though. Uh, Mike Glicksman, 3.75 unrequited orange crushes. I <laughs> uh, can't say... Too much, why, without spilling the comment, but we learned the Hilltop had a doctor. I was afraid Denise's days might be number. uh, this numbered. The saviors need to be scarier. Uh, Tarekawar, four, you're going to need an army to take on Alexandria out of five. 
Uh, really good character arcs for Team Abraham and Denise, but Daryl is sad to see Denise go. Robert Nigro, three unprovoked speeches out of five. This is silly now. Whenever I mean, whenever any character starts talking about life, the universe, and everything, I know they're going to get offed. Um, props, though, to the hush-hush room in the apothecary. Uh, Lisa Gonzalez, four dibs. I just love Eugene Abraham dialogue. R.I.P. Denise. Doctors don't fare well in this universe. Yeah, it's true. That's true. Yeah. Karen She a 3.75. Eugene finally got some cojones out of five, even after knowing what happens in the comics. Even after hearing that somebody would die this episode, I did not expect Denise to get that death. I'm still so sad. Uh, Ian Timms, four out of five. No one ever likes my Buster ratings. <laughs> I, I liked it just because he wrote Aww. that. <laughs> I gave him a like. Oh, we like you just fine, Ian. Yeah, Ian. Come on. We like you. Buck up, pal. <laughs> Rob Cook, four brutal turns of events out of five. Uh, was a solid 375 until the rail track encounter, which pushed it up to a four. Uh, the sense of impending doom is palpable throughout the second half of the season. Do we really think Carol has left or just gone on to scout Negan's army? Uh, Richard Chopper Cherry Charrington, four. When did Walker's turn into the Terminator out of five? A great comedy <laughs> moment with Eugene smacking the Walker over the head with a doink comedy sound effect. <laughs> <laughs> hey, Daryl, has his crossbow back in? Where has Carol gone? Cigarette shopping? Uh, Adam Fatah, I will give it a 3.5 out of 5. Mostly road trip episode. I would have liked to see Tara grieving at burial. I'm totally confused why Carol would leave Alexandria. Me too, Adam. Uh, I understand that she doesn't want to kill anyone, but leaving in the middle of the night is ridiculous. And if you would like to join our merry band of, of Walking Dead fans over on the Walking Dead TV podcast, we would love to have you. As you mentioned, it's on the face, the Book of Face uh, the Facebooks, as the uh, young people like to call it, it's very popular with them. It's on the internet, so you may have heard of that. Uh, check it out and join our group. There's a lot of fun memes. You can get direct links to Aaron Newer's in-depth reviews on theyoungfolks.com of every episode of The Walking Dead. If you'd like to hear further erudition from the erudite Aaron uh, on each episode, you can get a direct link there from the Facebook group. Uh, and that's also where we post the shows uh, every week, too. So. Walking Dead TV Podcast Facebook group. Join it. Live it, be it. Thank you, Jim. Excellent. All right, guys. Any final thoughts? Huh. Look. Now is next week a is next week a break week because of the holiday, or is there going to be another episode? I think they're we're on next week. Did they? Okay. Are we skipping? I don't think they stop. I don't know. A lot of show. A lot lot of shows are skipping because of the holiday. They may be because. No, I don't think. No, March twenty seventh. Okay. Yeah. No. Cool. Cool. We're on, yeah. The next week's episode is entitled... What, what better way to celebrate Easter? Mm-hmm. <laughs> to watch some party yeah, as your dinner's <laughs> settling mass down. Mass Resurrection. Watch. <laughs> exactly. It's uh, entitled East is the name of the episode. It is, uh, let's see, directed by Michael E. Stratazamus and written by To Be Announced. We don't know who wrote this one yet. And that's... Uh, that's what I if I, if I had if I had to guess thing. on what the plot description is since they don't have one yet, I'm pretty sure it says after a disappearance of a key member in the group, some go off to find. Meanwhile, tensions boil as new conversations arise involving Katerius characters. <laughs> <laughs> That's exactly right. New complications arise for the Alexandria yeah, group there you as go. they go to find a fallen friend. And you you saw the preview, guys, right? I mean, it's it's, it's snippets, but you do see Daryl riding out, obviously. They're trying to make it look like he's looking for her. Yeah, well, looking for I mean, Carol. I, I guess that again. after watching the S episodes, like, well, Daryl's gonna be pissed off. <laughs> so. 
Yeah, so it's like, here we go again. I mean, how many times we have to see this? Uh, Somebody wanders off and somebody has to go chase them. It's like, you know, we've seen all that before, but hopefully it'll it'll be some twists and turns. And this season's been really on point, so I think they're not going to let us down. Who's going to make the cookies? Exactly. She didn't think of the children. (laughs) She did not think of the children. I almost, I almost think this is almost like a setup for like the terminus situation where Carol just comes in and saves everyone's ass again. Oh, like that would they, be pretty like she, cool. Like she didn't terminus, you know. I don't know. We'll see. It would, yeah, it'd be pretty interesting. But you do make some valid points about Daryl not really having a lot to do lately. So we will see. We will I mean. see. Well, we're going to put that poll up there. So please, uh, all of our members, the more participation we have, the better. All you have to do is just put your vote in. You have a chance to win a free Blu-ray set of Fear: The Walking Dead. Really, really cool gift, and uh, please don't forget to do I've that. Actually, I reviewed this season. I reviewed it on – I posted on the Facebook page on the site, the other side I write for Why So Blue. I reviewed this new Blu-ray set. It's a special edition because it has a whole bunch of extra features. If you, if you recall, Fear the Walking Dead hit DVD and Blu-ray like a few weeks after the first season ended, and it had only a couple things on there, which is very similar to when the first season of The Walking Dead came out. It only had a few things on there. Then months later, before the next season started, they – put up a whole bunch of they put like a special edition up that had a whole bunch of extras mm. the exact same thing here fear of the walking dead every episode has a commentary track there's a bunch of behind the scenes mm. stuff the uh, much like nice. the first season of the walking dead they have a that season had the black and white episode of the pilot of walking dead this has the widescreen presentation of the first episode of fear of the walking dead which uh is, oh. what do you mean widescreen cool. like wider than what 16 by 9 well, they like shot they they, they ultra widescreen they, 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 like, they like shot a, at 235 originally they shot like like a like a oh. cinematic motion picture like they like a move like a wow. movie and on tv they have to they had to kind of crop it for tv it's still you know for for it's still hd so you can still see it yeah like a, like 169 is like um 185 but the original intent apparently is 2 but 235 and it uh it's not. The, it doesn't make the show necessarily like a drastically different, but it is neat to see that version of the show. I wish they did it for every single episode. I'm not sure the way they didn't, but here, here you are. So that's I mean, one of the many because they're shooting in Vancouver. They don't want to show the widescreen. I, that's, too many that's, honestly, that's, prob- that's probably it. That's probably the reason because <laughs> yeah. they probably framed it because of the location. Oh, look, there's so a Tim Hortons over there. Yeah. Shot in LA and all the others weren't, but uh, but no, it's a it's a neat addition for the most part. It's cool that they Very have cool. commentary tracks for everything. So, episode, uh, folks, too. if you want to catch us when we're not talking about the dead and the walking dead and fear the walking dead, we do other podcasts as well. So, Aaron, you want to tell the listeners where they can listen to you? Oh, yeah, sure. I um, host a weekly film podcast with my co-host Abe called Out Now with Aaron and Abe. We talk about new movies weekly. Um, this week we talked about the Diversion series, Allegiance, but you don't care about that. You care about Batman Superman. That's going to be our next episode. So, uh, But, yeah, we have a lot of fun on this one. We do a Hey, we have a lot of Shailene Woodley fans out I'm there, sure buddy. I'm sure we do. And good on them. We, we, we've talked about all three of these Divergent movies so far. And uh, we also do commentary wow. tracks every month. We just released one for Batman Returns, which is a whole lot of fun. Uh, so, yeah, a lot of that's going on. And I am also on Twitter at Aaron's PS4. Excellent. Still kicking myself for missing that. Sorry. Right. I really, I really wish I could have joined you on that. <laughs> Another time. And, Jim, oh, wow. where can the listeners find you? Oh, far too many places, really. Uh, go to com, and you will find the DCTV podcast where myself, Daryl Taylor, uh, Jerry Atkinson, uh, she of the, the, the Quaff News, and uh, Richard uh, Richard Sheldon, we'll talk about all the DC properties, uh, TV shows. What are those, Jim? Well, uh, The Flash, Arrow, iZombie, uh, Lucifer, Legends of Tomorrow, uh, Gotham, 
which is back in full force now. Nice. And uh, soon Preacher in May. We'll be talking about that as well. So any uh, television uh, owned by WBTC, uh, definitely want to check out DCTV Podcast. We will be talking about it. Also, I'm um, on Nothing's On every week on the TaylorNetworkPodcast.com with uh, professional comedian Donnie Salvo and Daryl Taylor again when we talk more about general movies and television. And I'm also on a podcast there that comes out every month called The Players Club. We said a new episode come up and it's all about video games. And we talk. I talk a lot about the Coleco Chameleon uh, travesty that just uh, happened. So. Wow. If you're into, uh, it's a pretty interesting story. So Was that that, that retro that console they were trying to launch I heard about? Is that what that... Yeah, okay. it turned out to be Vaporware. Yes. Even though they had it at Toy Fair. And yeah, it's a pretty interesting story. So. Cool stuff. That's the, the Players Club, also available on the TaylorNetworkPodcast.com. And I'm on the Twitters, at Yoda Jones. Excellent. Well, when uh, if you want to check my other podcasts out, I do just one. That's called the Auto Chat Show, but it's a big one, uh, where we review new cars, discuss cars and pop culture, and really anything automotive related. We will talk about me and my co-host Teddy. We have a great time doing it. Uh, we have a lot of fun. We keep it light. It's not boring. We don't just go into specs and talk about horsepower and miles per gallon and stuff like that. We actually do talk about that, but very little. And we talk more about just the overall uh, kind of um, just cars in our everyday life, and it's a lot of fun. So if you're into cars, even if you're not, check us out, autochatshow.com, facebook.com forward slash autochatshow, uh, at autochatshow on all the uh, feeds. That would be Periscope, uh, at autochatshow on Twitter, and as well as Instagram. You can check us out there. Actually, in next week's episode, we'll be talking about the Honda Civic, the 2016 Honda Civic. So very cool car. We'll be discussing that. If you want to hear the review, check us out, autochatshow.com. All right, folks. Well, that brings an end to this week's episode of the Walking Dead TV podcast. We appreciate you listening. And remember, when there's no more room in hell and the dead walk the earth, remember, dibs are dibs. Take care, folks. All dibs. Yeah. Hey, Jim. When I All say right. Jim, you say Deets. Jim. <laughs> Deets. Okay. <laughs> Is that Metropolis? will be fine. Lex Luthor can build it up. It'll be able to rise again. But Smallville <laughs> Smallville had two things, corn and trains. And Superman blew up both of them. Like, that's they, they can't get away from that. <laughs> and the Kents. And they're, they're gone. Everyone's gone. Yeah. That's it. Yeah. <laughs> even blew up the IHOP. No worry, but we got to get a breakfast at Smallville. <laughs> that's right. I forgot about that. <laughs>